Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. This week we are proud to have a very special sponsor who are releasing their brand new product. Uh, this is from a brand similar to seductive brands like L'Oreal or Old Spice, uh, who are introducing a new line of fragrance um, exclusively. This is the, the, the brand opening for this product on the Orange Boy Inquiry. Uh, the unbelievable and unforgettable scent of man flesh noir. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Very intoxicating. Sounds nice. Ma you can smell man flesh from the other side of the fields of Rohan. Uh, you can smell it past Minas Tirith and into the, the Shire itself. This is one of the only scents that will stick with you from the journey all the way from the Shire to Mount Doom in Mordor. <laughs> Uh, we are doing a very special deal at the moment. It's a promotion. Um, if you have, if you would like the scent of man flesh, all you have to do is trade in two hobbits. Uh, hobbits okay. are, are small uh, farmer folk. Um, but yeah, we are giving away a bottle for two two hobbits. Uh, don't lose the hobbits, or else you don't get to smell man flesh. Um, I, mean, I certainly do like the smell of man flesh. So that seems like a pretty reasonable trade. Man flesh. Yeah. So again, the 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 product is Man Flesh Noir. The company is the one. Um, it's the one sent to rule them all. They say, <laughs> and we are very excited to sponsor them. Yeah. On this week's episode of yeah. the Orange Boy Inquiry. I'm excited about it. Looks like meat's back on the menu. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. This is a podcast where three of us orange boys love the color orange and love talking about movies and TV. Um, I'm Jared. I'm Niall. And I'm Lucas. And notice how he said some of and us orange boys, implying that there are more of us out there. And that maybe there even are, you are There are dozens of boy. us. You who are listening. Dozens. Look dozens inside of, of yourself, listener. Are you orange on the inside? The answer is yes. Welcome to the fold. If you're an orange boy, let us know. You don't have to be male to be an orange boy. I, I don't want to exclude 50% of... A, boy is gender neutral. Boy, and, boy is... <laughs> orange boy is. I don't know if boy is. Yeah, well, or, boy, boy in this context, yeah. Orange boy is gender neutral, and yeah, you can be an orange of, boy too. It's it's like all of boy Doing kind. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, yeah, join join Toby, the Orange Boy Inquiry. Be one of our Tobies. Oh yeah, Toby. Of course. That's something that the acronym on we a never use. Ago, so. Yeah, ev no, everyone uses it. Are you kidding me? That's all. Everyone the uses place. it. <laughs> if you guys could not tell from our sponsor today, we are going to be talking about one uh, or the episode. The title, title. of the episode, yeah, the <laughs> advertising that we, we do on Instagram. And, yeah. And the questions uh, that we asked if for you couldn't two weeks tell. ago. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about The Lord of the Rings. One of the best trilogies. If not the best. Oh, keep going. I was, I was trying to give you back. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. One of the best, if not the best, trilogy ever made. One of our favorites 
of of all of the franchises out there. Um, and one of the few that are critically acclaimed uh, and and actually won some some big old awards. Some, there there uh, have been of, there have been two trilogies that have been nominated for Best Picture, Lord of the Rings and The Godfather. That so is a three. fact that I there learned from Lucas earlier on in my life, maybe even during an episode of this podcast. I don't know. Could be. But yeah, those are the only two trilogies for all three to get nominated. I think I think this is one of yeah, one of the few movies trilogies that I can recommend to just about anyone. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You don't have to like wizards or have read the books or whatever to to really just get into it just get into it and love it um i think yeah let's go let's go around and just talk about some things we love about about the lord of the rings um whoever wants to go first let, let's just kind of yeah. set a a baseline <laughs> before we get into the the nitty-gritty i'll so, let niall go first for me lord of the rings it, like of the franchises that i love um it's the one that i think I know the least about like I'm, I'm still very passionate about it and whenever I watch it I'm like a hundred percent there but it's not like the the Marvel universe where I know every single fact about all of the characters and stuff like that it's kind of more just something that I casually enjoy but it like it takes me all the way back every time I'm watching them and like seeing the Urukai like spawning pits that are just so gross and disgusting yeah. like oh, yeah. it, it reminds me of when i was a really really little kid and my like older brother and his friends would be watching it and i would kind of like peek in and see it and i just always thought that it was like so cool you know like this this other world and it like it was it was fantasy that didn't come across as like nerdy or dweeby like it's just cool and i i think that's another thing that's interesting about it is like it's interesting that a lot of fantasy stuff like as soon as you start talking about you know like dnd wizard wizards and orcs and all of that kind of stuff people kind of roll their eyes but as soon as you put it in the context of lord of the rings everybody loves it and they're super into it and it's kind of like it's transcended the genre to become something that everybody can can get like, with, and I, I yeah. love that. As do I. Lucas, go. Say awesome. something. Is that Lucas. what you had to say? I just wanted to sit in silence. I just wanted to say, as do I, and then just listen for the rest of the time. Perfect. No, um, as I have stated previously, Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie trilogy of all time. My favorite movie, number one at the top of the list, is Lord of the Rings for all-time favorite movies. Wow. Um, so, I, I love these movies. I would not have you for that. I thought that you would have been an, orig- an original trilogy boy. I do love the Star original Wars trilogy. Boy. As far as, like, the best trilogy, I guess if we're ranking trilogies, the original trilogy would be my <laughs> second favorite trilogy of all time. Okay. Um, but, Lord of the Rings... <laughs> followed by The Matrix. Yeah, yep. of course. Followed by The Matrix. Alvin followed and the, by Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, Alvin, Alvin and the Chipmunks well, is check- I think... technically a quadrilogy. Well, so yeah, but nobody... The yeah. road chip doesn't count. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. One would argue that that's their best work. Okay, Diary of yeah. a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> uh, no, I would say that they, the Indiana Jones. Did they make three movies? Very good. 
Yeah, I think there's well, four. Also, like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> also a quadrilogy. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but that fourth one is recast. And bad. Yeah. Oh, wait, or the maybe that's well, the saying, third one. I can't. Are you remember. talking about Die of a Wimpy Kid or Indiana Dire Jones? Die of a Wimpy right Kid. I wasn't talking, I was talking about, about Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, I was still on. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, so this is number one for you. Still of they are. Jones. Apparently, it will be space related. So I really hope oh, that that no. rumor is false. Oh no! <laughs> the fourth one was already oh, bad enough. Oh, what a stupid <laughs> thing they did! But the first Ice three, Age. excellent. Before the fourth one came out, I say there was the are best five trilogy. of those as well. <laughs> yeah, the, I think uh, a lot of the a Captain lot of America trilogies. It's also good. Do not oh, yeah. respect trilogies anymore they just have yeah. to keep making them if they're successful yeah yeah lord of the rings had three banging movies and they stopped there and then they made the three hottest, more those aren't, a, those aren't part of them a 400 page book they made three movies yeah and the third movie is <laughs> off of like half of a page <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> the battle of five armies where bilbo gets knocked out and then wakes up at the end of it <laughs> Honestly, the whole thing is worth it, though, to watch Thranduil on his giant moose thing moose, gore, yeah. like, six orcs at the same time and then cut all of their heads off with one swipe. Amazing. That was cool. But luckily we're not talking about that trilogy. We're talking about the far yeah. superior. The Loader Lord trilogy. Of Loader, of course. Um, yeah, I. this was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Uh, was wow. The Two Towers when I was, like, two or three years old. I was definitely too young to go see it in theaters, but my mom covered my face during the warg part and other violent um, <laughs> instances in that movie. But um, yeah, I've loved these movies since I was a little kid. I probably have seen these um, just like a, more than any other movie, along with Star Wars. I have seen these many, many times, and I will continue to watch them until the end of time because they never get old. They just get better and better every time I watch them. Yeah. <clears throat> I Yeah, I... I... I agree. As do I. As do I. <laughs> um, I think I, of the three of us, I'm probably on the the later part of the train. I, I, I hopped on, I think in high school was when I watched them for the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, at my grandma's. Yeah. And so, and so I, I watched them <coughs> for the first time, kind of just like with a friend, and we weren't really paying too much attention. And I think I did it a disservice because when I watched it again, I was just, I watched it by myself, just alone. And I was, I was blown away. Like I, I've watched it many times since. Um, but yeah, like I, I absolutely love this, this trilogy. Um, of course, the trilogy is made up of The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers and Return of the King. Um, I, I think my favorite parts are just <clears throat> the interactions between characters and how the world feels very full and real and always alive and changing, uh, as well as just the music, Howard Shore's score was, is, and will always rep be like quintessential fantasy uh, for anyone who's like playing in a D&D &D game or, you know, or I don't know, trying to do like a, some sort of fantasy scene in a, in a play that I feel like they're always going to just take take some of the songs from this just because it's so perfectly representative of that of that yeah. genre yeah seriously um and so before before we really really get into our questions um i wanted to to talk about the extended edition versus the theatrical edition of mm. lord of the rings mm. 
And the so, age-old question. So, the age-old question. Uh, like I was saying, all those times I was watching it, I was still only watching the theatrical edition. And it wasn't until this last month when I finally buckled down and, and knocked out the extended. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts, uh, if you guys have anything of like, what does the extended edition add to the franchise? Does it take anything away for you? Um, do you prefer watching the theatrical or the extended? Yeah, so before before Lucas goes off, because I think he knows the most about the differences between the two, I just want to say I have basically the exact opposite experience where I... Um, I'm pretty sure that I grew up only watching the extended editions. And then recently, this last month even, just the same as you, Jared, I went and I saw all three of them in theaters, but they were showing, of course, the theatrical cuts. And so yeah, unfortunately. Uh, it, had been, it had been long enough since the extended editions, since I had seen the extended editions, that a lot of the things I didn't really notice um, parts that were missing until we got to Return of the King. And I remembered, like, there were a couple of scenes in there that I was like, how is that not in the movie? You know, like, yeah. that's so, right. like, kind of disappointing that you don't get to see that. But um, I think my experience, even with the theatricals, is they're amazing and they're wonderful. You know, like, any Lord of the Rings is, is good. True. Right. However, <laughs> the extended edition are better. Oh yeah. Um, so, I would say that even introductorily, like if you're gonna watch these movies, you gotta just commit. They're already three hours each. You gotta yeah, just you say what, well. what's what's a half hour more. You gotta watch the extended editions because there's a lot of really cool stuff they add, especially in Return of the King, like Niall was saying. Um, so in the third movie. Saruman is not even in the theatrical version. Yeah, he's which just I not was in like, it. Where is he? Yeah, they yeah. just skip him dying, and so, which is like pretty absurd. And then yeah. there are a and couple the death flashback of Saruman scenes. scene is awesome. It's awesome, and it adds a lot actually because it's yeah. it uh, because in the theatrical version, because I I'm like Niall, I, my whole life I've just watched the extended editions, and I will continue to watch the extended editions. Um, the only time that I've watched the theatrical cut was also seeing it in theaters recently. And so that scene where, um, Pippin gets the Palantir out of the water, the little globe thing, yeah. he just like gets it and they're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess he has it. But in the extended, <laughs> Saruman had had it in the previous movies. He has it in his robes and when he falls and dies, it falls out of his robe. Pippin notices it and he gets it from there. And... Also, just, like, leaving Saruman's arc just unfinished like that. It's just like, yeah, well, he probably... Because yeah. Treebeard does say something. He's like, yeah, Saruman will just, like, rot in his tower or something. Like, some throwaway line to, like, I guess, yeah, Saruman's just yeah. there still. But I <laughs> but thought... But it's not it enough. Was, yeah, it's not enough. I, I just Treebeard, for our listeners, is the big <clears throat> ant tree man. That yeah, leads his tree army <laughs> with in the beard in the two towers. Yeah, it's pretty hard to pin which of the characters he is. You might have gotten him confused as one of the hobbits, but oh, well, no, he could be the... Gimli. <laughs> he is Gimli, same <laughs> actor actually. Oh, interesting. For real? Uh-huh, for real. <laughs> All right. Fooled yeah. you. <laughs> Just a silly joke that turned into education. So that's cool. That's how we do it here. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but then the other scene that I um, 
was bummed to miss out on was the the speaker of Sauron scene. Oh yeah, the the mouth of Sauron. That guy's yeah, or the mouth of Sauron. Yeah, that guy is super creepy, and I I love that character because he's just so freaky and weird. And there's not really much explanation for him, but you just see him, and just his design alone is enough to to make you just interested in that scene. And I love kind of the, not really negotiation, but like kind of before yeah, that big like... last battle. I think it's fascinating, and it's a cool idea, and it's it's a shame that that didn't make it into the theatrical cut. Yeah, that's also cool because it gets them kind of bummed out because he throws um frodo's mithril yeah as well and it's like oh okay but then they're like yeah whatever he's probably still around uh, but it's still good because he decapitates mouth of sauron which is also cool yes um, tight. <laughs> and then he like they all get hyped and they do the whole war it's like this is it, it, the he aragorn has that awesome speech where he's like it is not this day when men will fall and everything like that <coughs> wonderful right but um yeah, I would yeah, definitely if you, if, prefer extended edition. If you guys will allow me to throw you a counter argument. No. Now, I My feel like I always correct. kind of... Yeah, you're not going to be right. I always <laughs> portray the, the antagonist of the show for some reason. Oh, well, it's <laughs> Just the hater of you, all the series. Yeah, you have the incorrect opinions, and so that's how... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, no, I, I speak for, like, the two fans who are on my side, I guess. Sure. No, I'm sure they're more <laughs> um, than that. But I... I, I, re, I Like I said, I just watched them for the first time, and... I just didn't... The scenes that were added, I felt were unnecessary. Except except for some in Return of the King, where I understood why they had it. But I think the original theatrical editions are just such good streamlined, like, there's the movie, you know? If, just yeah. a nice, if you're kind tight of in, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if you're in the market for, like, oh, I, I just love the world, I want to know more about the lore and stuff like yeah go watch the extended edition but really all you're missing in my opinion is just a bunch of extra conversations where people are talking either about food or weed <laughs> oh <laughs> you know bro I mean? come on it's just in like, the first one as oh, well they, I, they you miss out on galadriel giving them all the the weapons and stuff which is important yeah. in the yeah, later it, movies because it's like sam gets the rope and frodo gets the the light of a lendil which is used in the third yeah. one, and it's just like, oh, okay, I guess he just has this. But in the first one, with the extended well, he, edition, he, he, well, he it, it shows it that. In the in the theatrical. Oh yeah, it just shows it's that. Just, one. The, other ones. the other ones, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. The other ones don't matter. They just like it adds to the lore, but it doesn't matter to the plot. That's right? fair. I, so if you're I, watching yeah. it for the plot. <laughs> I actually as far agree. as Saruman dying, that was dope because he got to see actual like fireball game cast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, seriously. But really, that scene. The only thing you need from that is the the orb, right? And they get yeah, but that also it's it like really... it's like five minutes. It's not that much. Yeah, but the the theatrical know, that's, edition that's is that's what I'm saying. I I do agree. It's okay without it. I I agree. And yes. Also, yeah, there's still. I want to do one excellent one scene that I think is actually worse off because they added stuff in. Is it the Barmir flashback? The, no, that that's fine. I think that was kind of cool. Because like you get to see well. him and that relationship a little better. So I did appreciate that. But it's the uh, when they go and try to negotiate with the the dead, 
right? Those spirits. I don't know what yeah. they're called. Was that not in the theatrical? No, it's in the theatrical. Yeah, I was going to say. But there's, they there's go more in. in the... Yeah, so this is, how, this is how they both go. In the theatrical, they go in, they're like, we need your aid. And they're like, the no. And then they cut off. Yeah, the way shut. Boom. And then it's done, right? And then later they show up, right? Because, you know, and you just have to be like, they're going to stay there until they can get them, right? In the extended edition, they say, no, the way is shut. And then they dump, like, 100,000 skulls on them. And then they, like, leave. And then the guys are like, actually, that was, like, your trial, and now we'll fight for you. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> wait, do they not? So, wait, does he not fight them in the theatrical? In the theatrical, how... there's no fight. He just basically, they're like, he's like, I'm cashing in on on the um, deal. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, you can't do that. And then he's like, wait, what do you mean I can't? And then he shows them the sword. And, and they're like, oh, you're the rightful person on the throne. And then they go. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then that's kind of like the cut. And then they show up later. But I thought the extra step to get to the same point where it was, I thought it was cooler that like, then they just show in and show up in a rush instead of being like, oh, we're going to dump 100,000 skulls on you guys. And if you survive, that's our like, how we'll decide if we go and hang out with you. That's so stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry that I just hated that scene. (laughs) I don't accept criticism of my favorite movies. So I'm just getting the rest of the time. But no, yeah. I, I that's, do kind that's, of agree no, that's, that's that fine. That's valid. one of the things that I like about um, specifically fantasy world building, this is a kind of thing that I think works better in a fantasy setting, but the kind of world building where they give you a lot of information that you don't really need, and just in a little bit, like names of cities and stuff. Like, oh, this army is starting here and they've already taken down this city that you've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. But just hearing that kind of stuff, you're like, oh, cool. This is like a full big world, you know? And I feel like in the theatrical cut, it does allow a little bit more for the viewer to kind of have that world in their head, you know, hear only light implication of stuff and then kind of like, okay, cool, and kind of put pieces together themselves. And the extended editions do d- end up doing a lot more of the kind of heavy lifting of world building from the audience to the show, which isn't bad, it's just right. different, you know. Yeah, because one yeah. could argue you could just read the book if you want to imagine it. Exactly. So, <laughs> or, but anyway, yeah, or want all the information that wasn't yeah. even one of our questions, was it? That was just that, a, a pre question discussion, yeah. That's <laughs> we're like 20 minutes in, and <laughs> we haven't even got to the so questions. Let's, let's... <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I still enjoyed it. I'm excited to, I, I just would recommend if, unless you want to get into the lore, I, I think one more thing I'll add before we move on is it feels a lot more like a D&D campaign. You know, yeah. in the sense of you get these conversations that are like kind of throwaway, but they just show the characters oh, the, interacting with the each other. Editions? And it's a little, the extended edition are where it's like you have a movie like in, in a trilogy in the theatrical and then the extended edition, you get a little bit more of yeah. like yeah. extra jokes or that kind of stuff where yeah. it seems a little less. It's I, like if I was giving the 
playing a D&D campaign or giving the recap of what happened yeah, in a D&D campaign. I, that, that's interesting. It's kind of like <laughs> the, the theatrical cuts are the story and the extended editions are like they do more service to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, I like when that. I was when I was watching Lord of the, like the Fellowship of the Rings, I was thinking like they will never ever make a D&D movie that is better than this. No. Like I know no. they're trying to no make way. a D&D movie and I'm yeah. just like you'll never Close be able to make right? it's like it's yeah, you just can't really it does everything that a D&D campaign would do well and all that yep. stuff like you just can't do it better yeah um and right. so for my final defense my my biggest thing with the extended edition is that that's the one that i've watched the most of sure and so i don't know enough of the differences between the theatrical editions so every time i watch it i watch the extended edition just because sure well, i just like you? more of this and yeah. so giving and myself you don't less miss of it is just scenes. like why would i do that yeah exactly yeah. that makes sense but, so yeah if you're listening uh, watch whatever Make your own dang decision. We don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> We're not your dad. We're not here doing this for you. We are all of boy kind. We're, we're like your stepdads. <laughs> we here, as members of boy kind, have a responsibility to decide for ourselves. True. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into some questions. Uh, Niall, you want to kick us off? I do want to kick us off. So... I, um, like I said, I'm going back a little bit to my childhood and, you know, watching Lord of the Rings and growing up doing that as a little kid. And as a, as a young, as a wee lad, I truly didn't really care about the characters at all. Like, I thought the characters were cool as a little kid, just like any little kid. Gimli was my favorite because he was the funny one, you know? And I was like, ha you're cool. It's the same as, like, yeah. when you're a little kid, Michelangelo is the coolest Ninja Turtle, and then you get older and you're right. like, no, it's definitely Leonardo. Yeah. But, um... 100% agree with that, yeah. actually. But, uh... <laughs> it's it's kind of like... I grew up liking more of the surface-level stuff of it. And... um because of that, the fight sequences and the battles were always my favorite. And so I want to know what you guys think is the best fight or battle. And this can either be, like, a big, big, like, giant fight sequence or, like, one of the more kind of intimate, small fights that we get, you know, more in, in fellowship and stuff like that. So, like between right. Deagle and Smeagol. Like between Deagle and Smeagol, which is... I think all three of us, our first answer is Deagle and Smeagol at the beginning of... We, yeah, we decided the towers beforehand. Return of the King. Return of the King. Return, Return of the King. King. Yeah, so we, we've decided to take that one off the board. It's like yeah. death sticks, you know? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the, the moments the, that we treasure. Yeah, it's the it's implied our characters first that we place. love. So Sleaze everything Bacano. else. Yeah, Sleaze... <laughs> Sleaze Bacano. It's his actual <laughs> name. <laughs> But, yeah, so we're taking <laughs> Smeagol and Deagle off of the table, um, and everything else is, like, we'll say it's our favorite, but it's obviously our second. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so Lucas, I will go for it. I am going to go <laughs> with the the battle in Fellowship of the Ring where they are in Minds of Moria. Because nice. All right. That whole, like, from the cave troll 
basically until Gandalf falls is just so freaking cool because I love the part of the reason I love fellowship so much as well is because it's got all nine of them together for the whole yeah. movie basically until like the very yeah. end and just having them work as a unit is just so awesome to me. I just love yeah. a good team where you care about all the characters and you know, you have the cave troll and you have all the goblins crawling out and then you have them running away and then you have the Balrog, of course, which is just so awesome. Yeah. Every character seems like they're doing something meaningful. Even the hobbits, like Pippin is the one who gets it all mm -hmm. started. Doesn't mean he was doing something good, <laughs> but he was doing something. Right. Yeah. So, He's a fool of a took. Yep, fool of a took. So I I just love that whole sequence. Yeah. I love all of them, as I've said, but that that fight scene and just whole part of the movie is just so cool to me. Yeah. I I, yeah, I said just real Sorry, go quick, ahead. gotta agree, that was gonna be my first answer, but I gotta back up, so it's okay. I watched that, I watched Fellowship more than any other one growing up because of the many failed let's watch the entire trilogy attempt, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where you start with the first <laughs> yeah. one and then kind of fizzle out. And so, I, like, that cave troll was always the coolest thing to me. And watching it again with more, you know, grown-up eyes seeing yeah. all of the characters participating in this fight and doing their own little thing and like me as a D, &D fan i'm like that's the moment that you live for playing D, &D. it's like every character participating and doing what they specialize in to help towards the common goal of winning this fight and it's just awesome so anyway yeah no, and, and I said earlier that I hadn't seen them since high until high school, but I had seen scenes up until then. And the mm -hmm. one, like, from my childhood I remember, or, like, just the one part if, of, of anything, is Legolas taking out an arrow while they're trying to cross the, the like, oh, collapsed yeah. bridge or staircase. Ugh. And he, like, looses it. Oh, and yeah. He's, like, hits <laughs> the guy in the head, and I'm like, oh. I was like, that's so cool. And every time I'm like, that's the moment. So so for me growing up, Legolas was my was my favorite. Interesting. Um, <laughs> you just started off with the uh, cool guys, then I guess. I d I did. I was just like, oh dang, Orlando Bloom. He's a uh, yeah. He's good to look at. Too yeah, bad he's, he's done nothing since then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, my my pick. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, name one Orlando Bloom movie post two thousand five. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. think. Well, he, he came back in... I mean, Hobbit, that but awful, like other than... No, 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 no. In, um... Uh, Dead like Men the, Tell the No Tales. the fourth or fifth... Oh, the fifth. Um, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean movie, when he just, like, walks over the crest of that hill at the very end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the very, very like, Why are you... What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is just terrible. <laughs> that movie was it, so was bad. bad. Yeah, the fifth one is unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's we'll so We'll have bad. to do a, a Pirates episode, because, yeah, yeah, we've got a lot to say about those ones. Um, yeah, certainly. Keep going. Anyway, so I think, I think, completely. <laughs> I think if you pulled, like, all of Lord of the Rings fans, this is probably the answer you'd get for, like, best fight or battle. Um, and that, that, that's for good reason. It's the Battle of Helm's Deep. Or for Helm's Deep, or however you want to say. Oh, it. that's it's your choice. One of the yeah. That's my okay. that's my okay. choice. It's that was my backup. The, the, so I think we all know where <laughs> I'm going with with mine. 
Yeah, I know where you're going. You're doing the uh, the fight in the field with like the uh, the orcs on the uh, moorbounder looking things. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking yeah. about. The audience yep. may not, but I do. Not yet. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so the Battle of Helm's Deep takes place at the end of the two towers. Um, and it is 100% just one of the coolest sieges uh they're trying to hold down the fort these orcs are coming in like huge waves and there's no way they're going to make it through the night but then right at the end like first of all that whole fight of just you can see where the battle's going like in a battle you have victories and you have failures right so the orcs have a victory they blow up the gate or you know they're holding them off and then they blow up the gate and now they've entered the city and then they're pulling people back and you know and then Theoden and uh, Aragorn are like like let's ride out together and it's so sick and they go out and they're fighting cutting people up and then right at the end when it looks like all hope is lost the light on the the third Gandalf day skirts <laughs> up to the east on his new Gandalf pony comes in. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! and Shadow just yeah facts, the reinforcements bro. show up and it's awesome. It's just so it's like sick. a very long night for these guys, and and it comes out right at the end. Yeah, you got that clutch teammate coming up. Yeah. So, it was definitely that. That's for me my favorite, and that's the fight I look forward to in the first two movies. Uh, just I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Waiting for it. And then you get to watch it, and it's amazing. And then you're like, all right, now I've got Return of the King next. So, yeah, you know, I'm in for a treat. So yeah, that's my answer. Um, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. Helm's Deep is, I I think it just so perfectly encapsulates the feeling of absolute hopelessness where you're just watching this fight and they all know that like, yeah, we're probably not going to make it, you know? Yeah. And then the fight's going and you have this hope in you that like some's going to turn around and it just keeps not turning around. And just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until finally, of course. And, like, you even know about what's going on and who's coming to kind of save the day. And it does such a good job of making you basically forget about that. And just Mm -hmm, feel like you're in this battle and you're losing. Oh, yeah. And then when the hope shows up, you're like, yes, there we go. And it's just, it's wonderful and magical. Because yeah. um, they don't really even, like, re-mention that Gandalf is coming back the whole time. Because it's like, he says yeah. that he's coming back until right before it happens. And then it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, duh. Well, I think that they might say it, like, one one other time just to kind of reiterate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gandalf will show up soon at some point. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And they wait and, until until you forget about it to bring mm-hmm. him back. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because um, that is, like, such a small part of the book as well. Helm's Deep yeah. is, like, not even anything what they made in the movie. But right. it's awesome that they did what they did because it yeah. makes it awesome to view, which yeah. is, like, interesting because it's, like, adapting a novel to a book for something like Helm's Deep, he kind of just, like, yeah, and they had to, like, go to Helm's Deep and they, like, try and get in, but they end up being fine. Or I don't remember exactly how it happens in the book, but for translating a book to a movie they're going to say, okay, well, this is really cool, and so we're going to make it yeah. into, like, a huge sequence. 
because you can't just be like, oh yeah, there was like a fight that we just had, but we're fine. Like, no worries. You can't really do that in a movie. And so that's part, sorry, just to go off on a little side tangent, book to movie. That's part of why I'm really excited for Dune, the movie, because in the book, they talk a lot about, oh, this huge siege on the planet that costs like trillions and trillions of units and it's like the most expensive battle ever and there's just like an insane amount of ships and armies and all that stuff and it doesn't really go into super specific yeah. details of it's the much battle more of a character focused book exactly and so it's like but the movie i'm sure will have that can, and so i'm excited that, right? it'll be cool anyway <laughs> i've got a quick side question real quick so that we can keep <laughs> moving on but um if the helm's deep one being a small part of the book worked out being turned into like basically half of that movie (laughs) why did the battle of the five armies not work i think the difference is probably partially due to the fact that they had more time to write these movies Um, okay and because they were like hey peter jackson you know how you made lord of the rings back to back to back in and came up with one every year We'll yeah. do that again with The Hobbit, except this time you're going right to have <laughs> way less source material, yeah. and also you start tomorrow filming. Right. Um, so I think part of that was lack of ability to prepare. That's And fair. part of it is just because the characters aren't, like, you don't care about the characters, really. Yeah. Like, the five armies are just, like, they just come just, from out of nowhere. Show up, you care yeah. about it at the beginning, but with two, uh, Helm's Deep, like, you've already... Uh, builds an es- established relationship with Theoden, with Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, like all the yeah. characters that are really the big players. And the orcs have already been a threat. They've already been doing stuff otherwise, and you know they're yeah. coming towards them. And so there's just sense. like another step forward in the and plot like, that's been presented. Helm's Deep is the end of that movie, and Battle mm-hmm. of the Five Armies is the entire movie. Yeah. Like, it, it's <laughs> as if the second Lord of the Rings movie was titled Lord of the Rings, The Battle of Helm's Deep. And it's just, if that were the entire movie, it would get exhausting, you know? Yeah. Okay. But they build right. it well, yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah, because I only saw the, the first The Hobbit. thing we were... Re- Dude, you gotta see the second I, one. Desolation of Smog is the one that's worth seeing. The it first and is really third, good, yeah. not good. Was, Desolation of Smog bored. is awesome. <laughs> okay but anyway extended um, extended edition I've never I have seen never those, seen actually. it <laughs> so, uh, maybe um, but my answer then is war elephants nice um, oh yeah all the fun just <laughs> that that Honest whole fun. thing where these giant elephants are storming in and I don't know that that entire battle sequence just feels so big you know oh yeah and i i love like finally because you know mines of moria it's a it's a very contained location and even though they have like places to go inside of the mines it's like kind of claustrophobic which is part of why it's cool and then battle of helm's deep is all basically on that wall and on the inside of the wall still kind of contained but that in return of the king it's just huge it just mm-hmm. feels yeah. like this battle is everywhere 
Like, anywhere that you go in the world, this fight is happening. And I love that feeling. And, like, watching Legolas take down the the elephant all by himself and oh, everybody yeah. else on it and then sliding down the trunk. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you watch it. I don't know. There, there are so many moments in that fight where it just feels like every shot and every moment and and every swing of a sword feels very planned out while also feeling so real, you know? It's just, I don't know. I love it it's so It's well much. done. It's so cool. Yeah. It is. Also, the dead boys just, yeah. like, flying around in there, also in the background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just the, helping uh, out. I, I think also that's the only one that that takes place in broad daylight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helm's Deep is during the night, and Moria's underground. In a cave. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, just in that giant field outside. But then, yeah, that yeah. one, and then the one at the very end of the Return of the King with, um, oh, where, the orcs where and they're everything. circled yeah. and all of the orcs are around them. That's another one that I, I love the idea of that fight because it's not about, they're not going thinking, we're going to win this fight. They're thinking we're buying time and we're a distraction and we know that we're probably going to die, but this is what we mm-hmm. have to do. Kind of same same idea as Helm's Deep. Like there's that feeling of hopelessness, but they know why they're fighting, and so it makes it so any any participation means they're winning the fight, you know. And I love that. So yeah. all yeah. of the fight scenes, basically, what we're getting at is the fight scenes are good <laughs> because all of them mean something. For They're sure. not just fighting yeah. because action is cool. It's yeah. like it's it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. So my question number two on the list of three questions we're talking about in this <laughs> four-hour episode Oof. of the Orange Boy Inquiry. It's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Keeping People it true to the source material. It's also yeah. part one of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually is. Um, no, so I, I talk about we. I try to incorporate music into this podcast as much as possible. Like whenever there's a good question that we can talk about movie scores or musicals or, or movies about music, that kind of stuff. I always like to, to ask you guys questions and see yeah. where your heads are at. Cause I think about that a lot. And I know Lucas is a big fan of listening to movie scores on his own. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing his answer. I'm listening to, to a well. movie score right now. I'm not even paying attention to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, you should, that's a breach of your contract. So, um, Dang it! <laughs> so my my question is, all three of these movies have amazing amazing music. Um, it it kind of is the underlining thread that that connects every scene to each other, um, as well as as Howard Shore was brilliant in making it, where each kind of group of characters or or like um, locations or you know significant uh articles of jewelry have um their own themes right and and he plays around with them so each each scene could have multiple different motifs or themes that are interconnected um and so i wanted to ask you guys of all of those what is your favorite theme or motif or if you just have one that you're like this might not be a theme but this song is so good like you can say that as well but I'm just wondering 
what your guys' thoughts were. I want to go first so that my answers don't get stolen. <laughs> no, me. Please. Um, for me, it is the... Dang it. <laughs> guys i want to answer my question first this time it is it's the it. ring theme the mm. the one that i did at the beginning of this episode that'll sound really cool with both of us doing it a little bit of a delay it'll be wonderful um and i was lying it and you were I was dying it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, La di da. It it seriously. It happens sometimes at the most like unexpected times where you almost kind of forget about the ring, and that melody and motif is just so like immediately when you hear it, it like gives the movie this kind of weightlessness. Where you just oh, kind yeah. of like that's a great word oh, for it. Mm-hmm. Wow! Like everything else stops and time stops, and you're just like the ring, you know. And that's like the one thing that you're thinking <laughs> yeah. about, and it it's so amazing every time that song plays, what it does to the viewer, you know, and and like how much of an impact it has. I just. I, I really love every time that song comes on, it gives me chills because I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is why this story is happening. Because Even when I lie in your ear? Know? Even when you lie in my <laughs> ear, I get chills. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super ominous and it's the, the song they chose to start the entire trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, that's how the movie starts. Is because it's about that ring, you know, uh-huh. and it's, it's just so, so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, the ring is really the main character of the trilogy. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go next, yeah. and then Deagle, and then Deagle <laughs> is the second main character. Well, he's yeah. the one that found it. Yeah, if it wasn't for Deagle, the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Deagle. Um, you gotta remember that. Justice for Deagle. <laughs> justice for Deagle. <laughs> no one's talking about Deagle, and they should be. All I'm saying. Um, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite light motif is um, Deagle's theme, which goes. <laughs> Not really. That song is never in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. My actual favorite oh, song. I, I thought oh, it's I must have been remembering wrong then. Yeah, it's a common misconception. But my actual favorite is the Fellowship of the Ring, orchestral, beautiful, da, 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 da. that's the one that I love. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Niall, please oh, so finish good. me off. Yeah, yeah um, I'm done. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome, especially in the first <laughs> one as they're going across the plains and they're all together and they're just yeah. like running it and it's just all, like playing that. Shot. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, Helicopter flying around them. Uh-huh. Oh. And they, they play it a <laughs> so few other amazing. times in the other movies as well. I think they play it when uh, Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas are going across the plains hunting uh, Merry and Pippin. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just so good. It's so Fun amazing. fact about that song, um, it, if I'm remembering correctly, only plays in its full orchestration once in the entire trilogy, and that is in the Fellowship of the Ring. 
in Rivendell and leaving Rivendell when the entire fellowship is together. And any other time yeah. where that theme plays, it's played in like kind of a stripped down version or uh-huh. just some of the instruments in it to kind of represent that like They're you not only get the full thing when the whole team is together. And yeah. and it kind of like s- subconsciously makes you think like this isn't all there, you know. And I just it's it's fascinating the way that yeah. Like the music is a character, you know, and it participates in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's very involved, and I and I love it. Um, yeah, those two are, are huge ones. I think, I think, I ha- I'll, I'll tell you guys my favorite motif first, and then I'll, and I'll talk about my favorite song if that's okay. Um, so my favorite motif is <laughs> awesome. Okay, well. No, I'll, I'll allow it. Then. I'll allow it. <laughs> I will not allow it, okay. but it's okay. It's fine. Um, the the theme of Rohan, the like violin, da 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 so good. Uh-oh. <laughs> Plays so much in like the second movie, and then when they come in in the third movie, and just represents an entire like city. What would you call that? Like a realm? I don't the know. Realm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Just like district. its entire group, and it's a school district, and it's so pretty. When whenever they go back, or whenever Ron shows up, and like the writers show up and stuff, like you get it, and it's just so so good. I was actually jamming with a uh, uh, a violin player not too long ago, and humble the first brag. thing I had <laughs> humble brag, yo, come on. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Will you play that for me?" And she's like, "Yeah, like let me let me try to figure it out." And like in two seconds, she had it, and she just like. Nailed it, and oh, it gave me chills. Where did you meet this woman? Uh, I work with her. Oh. Well, this is now dope. a podcast about Jared's violinist friend. That's we have so a lot rad. of questions. Her name's Anna. She's the best. Um, Hair color. It's like a brunette, kind of blonde-ish. What are her aspirations? <laughs> to stay working at wherever Jared is working forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Anyway, uh, my, my, I think, favorite song, and I I wouldn't count this as a motif, I don't think, because if I'm remembering it correctly, it only plays once, um, and that's the Lighting of the Beacons. Oh, oh yeah, that's an awesome one, too. <sighs> which Holy is crap. one of the coolest moments of the in- entire trilogy. It's when uh, Gondor calls for Rohan's aid, and uh, un- unknowingly, I guess, to, to Gondor. Um, but it's, it's, it goes like, bomb, 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 bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? It's so, so awesome. good. And, and like, I, I do think uh, that that comes up maybe once or twice <laughs> in other places, but that's pretty much yeah, like it, the it time, it, you know? Yeah. If it does, that's the, uh, the fellowship moment yeah, we were talking exactly. about earlier. That's exactly. like the moment it plays. And that's one I've always overlooked until until my roommate Mikey Savage, who's the biggest Lord of the Rings fan I think I know. Um, Shout out to Mikey. Maybe 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 after Lucas. Okay, right? I was about uh, to say, wow, are you about to dab on me like that in front of all of our fans? <laughs> no, I, I, I would never dab on you on the podcast. Speaking of um, shoutouts, I don't think we've talked about my mom in a couple episodes. So, mom, what's up? Hey, what's up, mom? I don't think that Yo, she's oh, yeah, even Rick, seen these movies all the way through ever. Um, she might not be listening to this podcast anymore. I don't know. Anyway, love you. Oh. 
Love you. Lucas. Um, I also love her. Sorry, I do. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So Mikey pointed that out to me, and we listened to it. And then in the in the moments when I watched it, I'm just like blown away with that part. So, those are my answers. Right on. And th- th- thank you, Niall, for allowing me to say both. Yeah. On my own. No problem. <laughs> no problem. We'll talk about my fee for that later. Okay. That's that works. I'll give you a free bottle of man flesh. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's perfect. That works out great. <laughs> Um, cool. All right, so we Lucas. are 54 minutes into my recording, so one more question, and then yeah, well, I guess we'll announce it at then the end. Big the announcement at the end, yeah. <laughs> big announcement, guys. You're big not even gonna. We're changing it. the Huge name guys. of the podcast <laughs> to the Purple Boy Inquiry. We're we're dropping merch. We're dropping <laughs> we're merch. Dropping a merch <laughs> line. So you can buy a Toby shirt on <laughs> Redbubble.com. <laughs> Um, okay, Lucas. So, my okay. Before I move on to ask my question, I just want to make a quick statement about why these movies are so good, especially compared to the Hobbit movies, and that is because all nine characters you care about and have yeah. excellent stories and development and you know songs and whatever else. They have great interactions with the other characters. That is what makes this movie amazing, and that's what makes any movie amazing. One would argue. Story is subsequent to character, in my opinion. And that is why movies like Tenet, I don't love very much because the characters are not very interesting, but the story is pretty cool. And so for these movies, um, the nine, and also like Theoden and the other people that they add along the way are also intriguing and interesting characters. Um, and so I, part of why I think that The Hobbit is not as good is because most people cannot name all 13 Hobbits. They're just not unique enough. They're not interesting enough. But most people, like even after watching the three Wait, movies, are there, are there thirteen hobbits or dwarfs? Sorry, dwarves. dwarves. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's wow. Like, sorry, I, biggest I Lord of the Rings <laughs> fan I know. Well, okay, it shows how much you care about those characters. You just don't very much. <laughs> you don't even know what. You race don't even they know are. what race they are. Um, and so the thirteen dwarves just aren't fleshed out very much. There, it's like. Um, Thorin is obviously the one that's big. Yeah. And like, Oak and Shield. name another he dwarf. He has the only right. Bomber. He's the okay. big one. The big one. Okay, yeah, you got the big one. Now name the other 11. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's, you there's probably no, cannot no even name like three or four. Um, nope. But most people after watching the trilogy, you don't even have to be that big of a fan, or even just one of the movies, you'll be able to name who's in the Fellowship of the Ring, just because they're all introduced yeah. in cool ways. And they all have cool story arcs, which is what my question is, is which character do you think has the best story arc across the trilogy? So from when we meet them to when they die or to when they, the movie concludes, who do you think has the best one? Or your favorite, whatever, however you uh, want to answer. Yeah. So I guess I, I'll, I'll go first um, due to the natural order of things. Um and and my answer mean? is not even <laughs> uh, because Do you of think status. that you deserve um, to go first? Yeah, I think I'm owed it. <laughs> okay, you have the only right, which is a <laughs> reference right. that you would get had you ever seen Desolation of Smog. Continue. Oh right. Okay. Um. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. The there maybe not my favorite character, but I think the one that's maybe the most interesting throughout the trilogy. 
uh, is actually introduced in the second one, and that is the Adin. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. <clears throat> from uh, Rohan. And he definitely is... It's, it's such a weird introduction where he's already corrupted and, and definitely off. He First thing he basically does is finds out his, uh, his son, right? His son died. Uh, has to bury his son, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, and then... From that, he goes to the Battle of Helm's Deep, tries to retreat, uh, right? And then Aragorn's like, no, we got to ride out together. And so he's like, he overcomes like this kind of like, I don't know how to really be the king now that everything's sort of changed or, or how to lead my people in this situation to then going into, into Battle of Helm's Deep and then going after that into the return of the king as one of like the big kind of general key players of the of the film uh, it's just super interesting to see how he plays with his perception of where he stands and kind of how he views like his goal or his ability to help his people as well as to lead and lead an entire army uh-huh. um, and i just think he's super interesting super 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 cool character right on and i think i'll, I'll add in the extended edition that scene where you do see saruman die uh Theoden steps up and he's like calling him out and he's talking then he talks to the guy who was like helping Saruman corrupt him I can't remember his name I just want to say Wormtail oh Wormtongue <laughs> you know name. who I'm talking about Wormtongue Wormtongue there you go um yeah he's like hey like come down like I'll show you mercy you know what I mean and it's yeah. like just a cool moment with like he's so in charge of himself in this situation that he's like, and he's still willing to grant this guy mercy. Yeah. So, Grima it's a really interesting, cool sure. character. This is yep, like that's it. Grima Wormtongue. Right. <laughs> sounds, sounds, Please, Bagano and right. Grima Wormtongue. <laughs> um, We're doing um, our, uh, yeah, our that's kind of a, own Dark Avengers. <laughs> yes, yes. And then also Bulio <laughs> in episode 9, as horrible as that movie is. He's got a good name. Yeah, mm. it is. Um, so, yeah. For That's me, my, my answer is uh, it's two characters that are basically a unit, but they are Merry and Pippin. Um, mm. Nice. I yeah. just think it's it's a pretty simple character arc, but just seeing the development of courage in these characters um, is is wonderful, and and. It's different from the development that, say, Frodo and Sam have, because Frodo has this ring and he has this responsibility, like inherent responsibility to be there, where Merry and Pippin don't really have that as yeah. much as loyalty that just turns into courage yeah. and an and, and, and assumed sense of responsibility rather than responsibility that's thrust upon them. And so while Frodo and Sam are going through kind of the typical hero's journey, you know, being presented with the thing and being resistant, but then finally accepting, like, I have to do this for the good of whatever, um, with Merry and Pippin, it's very much like on their own terms, they decide to be heroes and be courageous and start saving the day, you know, and... um I love that about them. Like, I, I just think it's it's simple and it's straight to the point, but they 
develop into courageous and heroic characters in such a natural and fascinating way that I I really think they're some of the best characters in the trilogy. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I'm going to say Aragorn. He's kind of the main character, I guess. Aragorn and Frodo, yeah. I would say, are probably the most... I mean, it's like they're all ensemble films, and so there's not really like one main guy. Right. But Frodo and Aragorn are probably the most main, I guess. Um, I love Aragorn's arc, though, because it starts off with him still kind of in his time as Strider, a ranger for the last, you know, 50, 60 years or however long he's been doing that, Um, because he's like Mm -hmm. 85. And he... (laughs) um, evolves because he at that point he had he wears his ring right that he knows he's the descendant of um Isildur who was the king and he doesn't want to accept that because he doesn't think that he is going to be able to be a good king or whatever else and it evolves from him you know stepping up to leaving leading the fellowship once Gandalf dies and or falls or whatever and then continuing to do what is necessary to help Theoden to find the hobbits to uh, doing whatever else. And then eventually his story concludes with him becoming the new king of Minas Tirith and Gondor, which is yeah. just so satisfying just to see that whole yeah, character development yeah. across those movies. I love his, his arc a lot. Yeah. And the fact that it's not for him, it's not based on bloodline. Like I don't, I'm not the king just because of my lineage. Yeah. I'm the king because of the courage and the leadership that I showed. And like, basically he, he earns it for himself, even though other people would have been willing to accept it. He had to prove to himself that he could be king. Yeah. Especially since he like boots Denethor. I mean, Denethor kills himself, but he was like the (laughs) steward of Gondor. Hard. (laughs) Seeing that, okay, just side note, just seeing him flaming jump off that spire in, and the, like, the 4K IMAX was, was so cool. Oh, because you saw the 4K oh, nice. remasters. Yeah. Wow. Dude, here's the thing, is he ran, like, the length of the city before he jumped off. Oh, oh, yeah, he was but on the, fire the for a long time. The reasoning behind it is absolutely absurd and ridiculous, but yeah. the cinematic... Oh, effect yeah. that it has makes it entirely worth it. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, man. See, typically, the Oscars I like to follow, and most of the time they're stupid. But the one exception <laughs> is that Return of the King won Best Picture. Not, it, oh, yeah. not only did it win yeah. Best Picture, but it is tied for winning most Oscars ever. And one of the only two movies to win every single Oscar it was nominated for. I can't remember wow. the other one off the top of my head. Maybe. That's insane. But some well, would argue that that is not that great of an accomplishment <laughs> because no actors were nominated. But if they would have been nominated, they yeah, probably would have won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, it's been a long haul. It has been. <laughs> and this is this is not even the extended edition. Not um, even. So Mm-mm. We cut out about everyone, half an hour more of conversation. Yeah, but we're going to add it back in. So basically, <laughs> we've had so many awesome fan questions um, come in this week about, about Lord of the Rings. A lot of really, really, really passionate people out there, passionate Tobies. Um, and so Little we wanted Tobies. to give them a good, <laughs> a good chance to, uh, 
to to talk about those and take time because we knew our questions would take a long time to to get into um and so we've decided to do an extra lord of the rings episode we'll do we're trying to decide what to call it uh but it's going to be our fan extended edition i think we call it return to middle earth or return to the shire Mm, that sounds like or Lord of the Rings podcast two. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Or we could not. Um, so yeah, fail army oh, August right. twenty nineteen <laughs> fail compilation. Lol XD. <laughs> well, so everyone, everyone, stay tuned uh, for our next episode that'll come out after this one. I think um, where we will talk a little bit more about our favorite uh, franchise. Um, yeah, thank That's you, all. Man Flesh Noir and The One for sponsoring this episode, and we will see you next.